Welcome to Inside the Agency. I'm your host, Michelle Govan. I'm your co-host, Nicole Shawcross. Oh, Jeb, it's so good to have you. I, I wanted to bring you on Inside the Agency to talk about, you know, what we're going through right now, how you've been innovative with Jeb Beach and Associates, and how you feel things are headed. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, that's a lot to unpack. And so where do you want to start? Uh, Wherever want to start? you want to start. I think I'll say, okay. I think I'll start cocktails? with no. <laughs> cocktails. Yeah. Well, that's, that would not be, a, well, it would be a start today, but it would definitely be a continuation for the past three, four months. Um, boy. Yeah. I think that uh, my first and foremost thing has just been like, like stay positive and be open to change and be open to adaptation and be open to applying our creative spirit to make things happen. And we're seeing that like if any industry was going to uh, come out with, uh, with ideas and on how to, how to solve problems. It's the film and television industry. I mean, like go on, go on set for a day and it's just a bunch of people figuring out how they're going to solve impossible problems to get the shot. And they're making it under this like ticking clock of losing light and what have you. Like we know how to solve problems. Um, this is what we're known for. Yeah, that's right. And so think outside oh, the box, yeah. you give us a hill, we go around yeah. it. You can't go around mm-hmm. it, drill through it. <laughs> Climb so it. Just, I've just been calling it Apollo 13ing it lately. You know? like my, I watched that with my kids the other day. Just put this, got to figure out how to get this square peg into this round hole and let's figure it out. So I think, and I think for myself in my own life, I've had kind of the rug pulled out from under me three, four times where kind of my world changed instantly, dramatically uh, overnight. And I had to had some harsh life lessons on how to adapt to those. And, you know, in March, when this all started coming down, I was like, Oh, it's another one of those. Okay. This is going to be really tough. Let's figure this out and start, start pushing forward. And so, uh, um, I just, I just went forward with that spirit first, like let's adapt, let's embrace the change and let's, let's see how we can make things work. And it's been for me, like, like transitioning into supporting actors remotely like this has been, actually beautiful it's worked out. I think that a lot of people have some resistance on what can be accomplished performance wise or connection wise and I did too initially I was I was pretty scared about it but almost immediately I was really like relieved in all honesty that, that I could see some real connectivity uh, occurring and uh, uh, it's been once that initial like this is all possible remotely, it was proven to me. It's just been great to continue forward and, uh, and build momentum with it. Um, so that's, I guess that was the initial, the initial dis- discovery was like, yeah, this is possible. We can do this. And, uh, and it seems to be working uh, just beautifully. And in terms of uh, where we're at now, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's an interesting, interesting time. You know, we, we expected that we would be back right around this time, you know, we started having conversations mm-hmm. and people I was speaking with yourself or with casting directors or uh, producers, directors, and everybody was kind of aiming for right around this time. Very proud of British Columbia and our community for earning our industry back first. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty exciting to see. Yeah, this is, we have this historic opportunity for British Columbia actors specifically, I think, because they need to hire locally, you know, and or dealing with potential quarantines for day players coming up when borders open. I think that that makes it financially uh, better for producers to seek to have local hires. There's a lot, there's a lot skewing it toward the BC local hires. 
and I, I actually am carrying a bit of concern right now that as a community, people are excited that we're back and they're getting out and they're, they're excited about it. And they're not considering the potential risk. Like I, I live with a little bit of fear of what happens if one set closes down, you know? Well, the risk and the changes, you know, we have a client that's booked one of the leads of, there's only two movie of the weeks that have actually gotten the full green light to move ahead. Yeah. And, you know, they aren't allowing trailers. They have to be masked. They will be fever tested the moment they get to set. They will be gloved and masked to get their lunches. I believe there's also hand washing stations. I think a lot of us get excited and we're excited for BC. And yes, there's all this potential work, but I think actors really have to realize the actors that are established or that have been working, not so much the development actors, they're going to actually learn how to adapt in this new environment because this is all they're going to know for now. Our actors that have been working for years are going to have to, and I think this is the biggest word right now, adapt and be yes. okay with these new protocols and understand that they still have to work in a creative you know, way and not let these new protocols take away the passion and the essence that they want to capture on camera. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that, um, you know, um, restriction and constraint is very much, in my view, um, the mother of creativity. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the confines of parameters that you have to work within as a creative that, that, that spurn the creativity. Yeah, it forces the, you to grow. A hundred percent. Whether it's a choice in a scene or a, or a tonal requirement on a show or new protocols on set. Um, I think we're, we are fighting, you know, there's a psychological beast that we're fighting here and it's, it is like the human resistance to change. It's, it's a real thing. You know, I, 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 before I ever came into. I don't want to change. Sorry. No, no, you, know, <laughs> you, and, you and nobody else. Resisting. <laughs> you and everybody else, you and 85 plus percent of the population, you know, I, before I ever got into teaching and acting originally before that, before I got into those things, I worked in sales and marketing in technology in technology innovation pre.com. Uh, I've functioned as a sales engineer for telecommunications and I've been in high level meetings for selling high level technology, innovative solutions to companies. And there was a time in my career where I had to try and sell websites to companies who were like, yeah, no, I'm not going to need that ever. They like it's it, within that industry, the innovation industry talking about the psychology of embracing change, it's, it's a big conversation. There's a bell curve to it. And it goes like two of the first 2% are the innovators, the people coming up with the solutions. I would argue that I've been that with Chevy and Associates in terms of putting stuff online. Then you got about 13% of the population that's the early adapters, early adopters, pardon me, who you know, the first person to get the iPhone or whatever, the people are stoked to move forward into the old thing. And then you got the early majority, and the early majority to the late majority, and then the laggards. That's like your grandmother getting an iPhone one day. So it's like 85% of the population has, has strong, deep-rooted resistance to change. And it goes back to you know, that berry tree on the Serengeti and, uh, and you know that that tree provides sustenance and you are literally afraid of dying if you have to go somewhere else. Like that is what we're feeling. And you, you said, Michelle, like the newer people, they don't have, they're not going to have the, 
changed so much, right? No, there, this is all they're going to know. Listen, when right. I say I don't want to change, I don't mean I don't want to grow and learn and adapt. I mean, that we that's all we've done in the last few months. I just was loving my life so much. Yes, I know. Pre-COVID. And I, know. I, I, as you know, and most people in my life know, I have had a lot of challenges and I have definitely always made a way to get through those challenges and to prosper and make it work. I just was finally in this cozy spot in my mid forties, seeing my future. And almost I'm like, wait a second, I didn't order this for 2020. So it's more that it's not, you know, obviously we're adapting, we're growing. No. We've got the podcast, we've got the new website, we're changing our logo. It's a new earth. We want people to grow and adapt. I'm just being a little stubborn. Oh, I understand. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not really directed at you. I'm directing that at the, at the people out there who are resistant to finding ways yes. to make things work, to, to applying their creativity, to make it work. Right. I get that. You and me both. Go ahead, Nicole. Sorry, you had mentioned you, you started bringing some of the online courses for how have you guys adapted at Jeb Beach and Associates to take things online or maybe create new content for the actors? Yeah. So right away, I looked at it. I looked at two things right away, which was um, we need to find we need to find solutions that work intuitively and easily in this uh, uh, medium. And then when we first came into into it all, it was like we need to find solutions that are inexpensive for actors, so that because who knows what people's finances are going to be like. So I kind of I looked at recreating um, rather than look at having like a full weekly class, which I still have going. But aside from that, these like inexpensive $100 or less per month, where they're smaller interactions where we're creating, um, you know, here's an audition call for tomorrow. Let's practice getting, uh, uh, let's practice getting, kneeling an audition. We'll schedule a six minute time, just like real life. So you can log in. We do, we do audition. We give you a redirect. At the end of the week, we'll do like a callback and we'll work on it. So people, so people aren't sitting in for four hours. They just come in and they go, they have their six minute audition, another six minute audition in the week, and then 20 minutes of coaching and away they go. So that's worked in terms of budget, in terms of being able to kind of put everybody together and time-wise and not having to commit to average at one time. It's worked in terms of like easing people in. Um, and it's, it's working, I think, in terms of like getting people to adapt these new skills, you know, like auditioning on Zoom uh, is different from auditioning on self-tapes and auditioning on self-tapes is different from auditioning uh, in the room. Uh, I said initially to everybody who, you know, in my kind of JBA community, uh, I said, we need to really uh, proceed as if we are never going back into the room again, as if whether that's true or not, we need to pr proceed, the, we need to proceed with that in mind and be prepared for being very successful once the industry comes back. And I would say the people who bought into that and been training right away, they're doing real well in their Zoom auditions. They're doing real well in their self-tapes. They're up and ready to go. They're not having to pay $200 for a backdrop on Amazon because they've raised the prices because they're going crazy with them. Well, we were going to bring this up because me and Nicole are obviously going through a lot of self-tapes daily. They aren't ready and don't have their home self-tape setups to go and they're not practicing their editing software. Right, Nicole? Mm. Or transfer. Big thing. <laughs> yes. Or compressing. The, the IT part of it, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that's got to be really frustrating for you. And, and what I'm always pointing out with actors is on the macro, irrespective of of you know, the new changing rules or what have you, like my whole career as a mentor and, and teacher to actors, like pay attention to how the industry operates, pay attention to what your agent needs, pay attention to what casting needs and be oil in that machine, make it work easily for them, make, make it happen. And, and I've been pointing out that when we come back, there's new people who are ready to roll, ready to do it. 
it's going to be so easy for y'all, for agents to work with them. It's going to be so easy for casting to work with them. You want people around who are easy to work with. It's just like, it's easy to work with them, you know? And if it's easy to work with somebody, you're going to have more opportunities, right? Well, yeah, we're having to adapt because we used to call out appointments. The actors would go to the appointments and our job was done other than if we had to negotiate or, you know, close a deal for them. Now we sent out the appointments. We're handling the appointments because we're also uploading the tapes. They're not paying attention to notes. So we're having to re-go. Really? That's so weird, isn't it? <laughs> oh my, I, I even make it super easy for people. I will highlight, I bold, <laughs> I put it in red if it's really important. And still people send me tapes that um, are not separated when they should be. They're not labeled the way they should be. I'm yeah. missing an NDA or I'm, I'm missing something. The deadline is also very important. Casting isn't giving extensions or on an eco cast, it will close. So the link is disappears. Yeah. So to, in order for if us to late. get that back, we've got to get in touch with, you know, actors access or the casting director as well, if it's even possible to reopen. So we're having to juggle a lot more on our plate as well, which also sometimes takes us out of pitching or yeah. um, we're yeah. handling 80% of our day is uploading self tapes or sending information regarding self tapes. Today I was cutting up self tapes because someone didn't pay attention to the notes. That takes out half an hour of my day gone yeah. on one self tape. Yeah. So I just want actors to be super aware that it is the time to adapt. It is the time to get ready, be prepared, have your setup done, know your editing software. We just did a tip of the day on this because it's, it's mm -hmm. just, we're seeing, we're not seeing the change though. It doesn't seem that actors are really understanding. They really have to get it together because they are putting themselves in the way of their success. This came up in my webinar earlier this week. Where we were just kind of state of the state of the affairs. Did this like weekly. You were a guest on it, Michelle. I do a weekly. Mm -hmm. Just just check in with them on a Tuesday morning and see what's up. And so for this past week, my guest, my scheduled guest was actually Christy Will, who uh, had to decline last minute because she was in prep for her film, which is going to camera. I believe went to camera this week or was slated to. She was in pre-production meetings. Right. So in lieu of guest, I just talked about what was going on uh, in the industry and um, and. One thing I was talking about that whole resistance to change and some people were saying the whole like people feeling intimidated by even knowing how to use that software. And so we talked around, I think I probably will be providing like a free login and we'll show you how to, you know, you can share screens and that here's Please how you edit do a video it. thing. Yeah, we'll do that because <laughs> it's important. We have information online as well. If there's yeah. uh, lots of people um, have done videos or to talk yeah. about how to set up a home setup for self tape and, Editing, editing and transferring is very important. People, people have visceral pushback on this stuff, man. It scares them learning new software. It scares them. People don't like it, learning new procedures, you know, and it, it really is, it, it really is quite simple. And then the other thing, that class that I told you I'm doing where I'm, you know, where I'm calling people in for the auditions, I think I have, I think I have between two versions, two slightly different versions of it. I have about 50 actors that I'm managing call times for. So it's very much both a, an agent empathy exercise for me and a casting director empathy exercise You're for me. You're seeing both sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like, so I'm having a call out and guys get back with me with your availabilities. What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Are you confirmed? You're not confirmed. I just like, I'm thinking about, <laughs> goals face. I know I'm, I'm thinking about you, Nicole. <laughs> I know I'm thinking about every time that I'm like, uh, late and I get the text because you haven't got back to me or what, I haven't got back to you and have you and I'm feeling it and, I, and I'm well I'm aware of that but like like guys you want to be like you want to you want 
everybody you're interacting with in the industry to go to breathe easily and breathe well because it's a positive experience working with you. Not because you're a jerk or not a jerk, because it's easy to work with you. And that's like, we live in this- Take this one step further though. Think about it. Right now, agents- are so overwhelmed, even yeah. with just the work that's coming in BC. If you make an agent work harder and you make it more difficult to succeed together, that agent may drop you. Yeah, 100%. And then the, the other side of that is there will, people be, there will be people like that. And if people want to set the bar that low, <laughs> like, like replying to my email on time and doing that, that's a pretty easy bar to to overcome and stand uh, and stand out through. Um, there's also a, there's also a ton of other people vying for those positions as well. Right. So let's be honest: if you can't get your tapes in on time, it's not labeled, and it's going to casting that way. You know what? There's 20 other people dying to get that position or that opportunity, and you know what? Casting's going to go with the next person. Yeah. We are shocked with how many actors are not making their tapes in time. Wow. Well, they're asking for opportunities. We're giving them to them. And then it's almost like they're self-sabotaging. So I think let's talk about you and coaching actors (laughs) and and tips and kind of what advice you have for actors. What a, well, it's a big, uh, like read your emails all the way. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. Like we live in a terms and conditions society where we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We assume, and then we don't, we don't pay attention to it. And I, and I, I don't mean to kind of belabor the point, but it's just like, it's such a silly, simple step to make, just make it easy to work with you, make it easy to interact, pay attention, anticipate the needs of the people you're interacting with and make it, make the system run well, you know? That's that's a major major tip. Yeah, you actually, mentioned in your women, webinars that you're you're discussing obviously current topics. What are what are some of the current topics that are coming up within the actors? Uh, well, it's literally we. I mean, you could track it back to literally like week to week of just like what's it's 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 this great touchstone for what's the what's the where's everybody at you know in terms of like their expectation in terms of like people are coping with a lot, man. You know, there's a lot going on, and as much as we're like you know, we got to be on game on point, ready to go, like self-care and being like, if you're not ready and you need to, and and your work feels like a burden, that's okay. Take a, take a rest, be okay with it. Um, Mm -hmm. That's been a big one. People just like, you know, fearing the unknown, fearing what's going to happen. Is the industry going to go away forever? Am I going to die from something or like all of those things? So that's been a common, just like there's an obvious ebb and flow, paying attention to the, to, um, to the numbers and so forth. I would say up until like mid April. So yeah, the, up until mid April, that was the main conversation. And then kind of toward the end of April, we started to talk about how we can see the light at the end of the tunnel for production coming back. What do we have to do to be ready for production? You know, um, you know, I've had varying guests in there. I've had working actors, casting directors. And uh, uh, so everybody's pretty keen to get Really, the main question that everybody wants is, what's it going to look like when we're back and when are we going to be back now that we're starting to have a window for that? Oh, I guess the other big one that's been coming up a lot is like um, producing and creating your own work and uh, how to do that and thinking about and anticipating what is, what's our kind of stomach for stories going to be like as a society, 
even as a as a as a viewing audience post COVID versus pre, and the idea that some shows that might have resonated maybe aren't going to be the ones that are going to be resonating going forward. Like I don't know how how much people are going to want to sit into like some real heavy depressing thing like these Kenley's days. Tale. So, like Kenley's so Tale. Yeah, we've we've spoken to a couple of people from the states, producers, writers, uh, even some managers, and they've all said the same thing. And this is what we've predicted as well. It's going to be a lot more rom coms, romantic right. comedies, a lot more musicals, a lot more upbeat. So things that we were watching that not it was quite disturbing. Like I remember we would have to get into some of these shows like Handmaid's Tale, which Mm -hmm. it kind of feels like that's the direction we're going, but we're not going to go there. Uh, You know, those type of shows (laughs) were hard to swallow, but now, you know, thank God we're going to see something a little fluffier because for me, it has been a time of change and it, it has been, you know, I'm going to say myself, I've had fears, you know, I've, I've run this company for 23 years. It's what I know. Mm -hmm. It's, it's my home. It's my family. It's everything. And to see something, um, wow, I'm going to get emotional. Challenge my family, challenge my livelihood is hard. So I want actors to know, even see agents get upset, (laughs) get fearful. I mean, yes, we push through and yes, we find a purpose and yes, we get up every day and decide we will be okay. But I I want everyone to know we're all in it together. I couldn't agree more. I think that's the, I think that's the point. Nobody has the, the final answers on it, and it's okay to feel uh, afraid and overwhelmed. Um, you know, I mentioned having the rug pulled out to me four times in my life. I've gone through different versions of that, and it's the same. It's the same program pretty much each time. It always sucks. It always feels impossible, and then you have to keep going. And you know, look at people who are doing that I, I, and continue to forge forward. And there is there's common. There's common connection in that. Well, Dan, um, you spoke on your webinar actually about my start because my start as an agent actually came from trauma. It mm-hmm. came from loss. So what I want those actors to know right now is that I lost everything. I lost my job. I had a newborn baby. My husband had been fired. Uh, we had even been sued. There was a very, we were going through such a tumultuous time and I sat there holding this newborn going, I'm going to do this. I, I'm going to get creative. I'm going to create a company. And I created this company within two weeks and that was the start. And I have to keep thinking that when we have these challenging times, it's when we grow the most, it's when we get the most creative and you have to rise. And it's okay if you have those days where you want to pull the covers over your head and not come out of your bedroom. And it's okay to have those days where you eat ice cream for dinner. And it's okay to not be creative during this time. You have to do what feels right for you. Yeah. Absolutely. And you have to find, you have to find inspiration and momentum in that, you know, uh, people have long been accused of being a positive person. Um, I say that tongue in cheek, I'm a positive person, but like, I think when you, when, you, when you deconstruct positivity, I think it comes down to holding on to nurturing a sense of possibility. And when you hold on to the sense of possibility and you know, it's possible, uh, you can, continue to step forward, but it's really easy to become overwhelmed, especially in these like ridiculous, crazy times and, and, and to buy into things are not possible. Um, change is not a, a death sentence, you know, it's, it can be beautiful. It's all, it's all, yeah, it's all possible. You can continue forward. We're seeing that. Um, 
I think we're going to see with our numbers in BC specifically, and Mm -hmm. we were talking with someone in uh, the U.S. last week, things are coming to Vancouver. It's going to be busy. So get ready. (laughs) Yes, this this is actually what we've heard because there are so many shows that can't continue in the U.S. right now, but BC, because we have so many areas they can film even more in the outskirts. So they're talking about more camp filming. So if they do move their show out here, they're not going to put it in downtown Vancouver. They might put it in Squamish. They might put it in Langley, might put it in, you know, White Rock, somewhere further out where they feel the numbers are good, the, the cities are calm, the environments are safe. I think it's important that actors really are aware and that they can make a choice moving forward, if they are not ready to step on that set, they are not ready and they don't feel safe, don't. It's okay. You will not be missing out. Your life will not end. Your career will not end. You have to be ready. And if you're not, it's okay because you will have to sign waivers on insurance forms that you are prepared to walk onto the set and risk your health. So... I think we just have to keep everybody very well educated, very aware, and still make this such a beautiful experience and be grateful for when we get those experiences, those offers. Be grateful and like, be grateful. And please, my thing is like, please, please, please consider it. Like we're incredibly fortunate and it's incredibly fragile. We already know that. Like, please, we watched our industry shut down in two days or something it was you know? yeah so, nicole and i were sitting there being like what is everybody panicking about in the states and all of a sudden we're like oh yeah <laughs> we, we better two days. 24 hours yeah so yeah, like yeah so like for me if you can avoid adding to the pool of risk like, like we we have such an opportunity here and i do that's we said at the top and i don't want to be doom and gloom but i'm not i'm a positive person but i also want to pay attention to realistically please please do what you can to to limit the possibility of causing a shutdown, like, like do your part, please just do, do your, your part. part. Yeah. yeah. And you are at Jet Beach and associates. I know you've taken your classes online. Yeah. There's no urgency to go back in the room. No, we and I the, think that's, that's great. To my knowledge, I did some cursory search. As far as I can tell, we were the first studio to close and uh, because we'd closed before the government told us we had to, because the writing was on the wall. And we'll, I feel like in watching things today, it's possible we'll be the last one to reopen. Not because the like but because I don't want to be I don't want to be part of a I, I don't want to be statistic I don't want to be the part of a chain of it's not even about like optics or people seeing it I don't want to I don't want to contribute to the possibility I interact with 10 actors in person one of them ends up on a set and I you know I fear that knowing how well this remote thing works but you have a just, beautiful setup too and you're able to bring everything you could in your classroom online yeah. so why yeah. would you add well, exactly. that pressure and that risk that's right and i feel like i want everybody to know that that's possible i'm not you i'm maybe unique and kind of like i have the most experience i think i counted and i'm pushing up on you know that format of that class affords a lot of audition uh, mock auditions and coachings i've done close to 2000 mock auditions at this point so i would wow. hazard the guest i'm probably the most experienced person on the planet right now i mean it's a matter of time if our casting director surpasses me but i've done over 2000 like i know how well this works i'm well aware of how well it works i haven't done over 2000 but it's just like i'm doing like 150 a week and so 
I have that fearful thing that we open up, everything's back to normal. We all of a sudden see an uptick and then we shut down and some other market goes, hey, don't do what they did in BC because this is an opportunity. And back to like, if you're the BC actor and you're struggling for your chances to, and you're just trying to like work your way up the hierarchy and all of a sudden they're hiring all BC actors on some set, that's historic, man. That's never happened before in history. That's never happened. It's in so many we ways. just the- booked number one on a movie of the week out of BC. There you we go. booked the second movie of the week released and we're so proud. We're about to do an announcement because it's, it's impressive. But, you know, I know Nicole has a couple of things she wants to bring up. And I think one of the main things I want to bring up is I, I know how important it is to have a really great actor agent relationship. It is just as important to have a great actor coach relationship. Yeah. And I kind of want you to go into your coaching and how you... You're so nurturing with your clients. It's funny. We'll talk to an actor and Nicole and I will be like, hmm, who should they coach with? And if we feel, feel they need a bit of a stiffer person, we might go to Wes or Andrew. And if it's more nurturing, we'll jabs the man. Jabs yeah. the man. <laughs> I, think that's, I think it's so valid. I think it's so important to find the same thing with an agent. It's so important to find the person that you are going to jive with well, because it's, and it's never about, I've always resisted the, like the perspective that like I'm the teacher and I have the answers and this is the way it goes. It's just not, it's just not how it works. Like it's like at the end of the day, the coach or the teacher's job is to help the actor find the way that works best for them. And, uh, I may, my approach may not be conducive to, to any given actor finding the way that's best for them. And that's part of my approach, if that makes sense. I want people to be working with people that they're successful with. Um, the, how do I work as a coach? Yeah, I do have a reputation for being nurse, nurturing. Um, yeah, for the record, I could be a son of a bitch too if somebody needs it. But I, like, I'm pretty good. Like, I've got I've got my twenty or thirty thousand hours at this now. I'm pretty good at figuring out what this person needs and applying with this person. How th- how I should interact with this person? How I should interact with that person? What I'm always trying to do as a coach is to assess quickly where the actor's at and their development curve, assess how it is that's best to communicate with them, honor the process and tools that they bring to their, to their work and find a way to work with them within those kind of uh, uh, variables and then have shine some light on some other ways that could work for them as well. You know, um, I guess that's more the teaching thing to give them, to give them the idea how to grow as an actor. And then if you're coaching, well, coaching sessions like for an audition, that's not really a, teaching session. That's a let's nail this audition session. And in there, I focus a lot on um, uh, tonal awareness, being aware of how to how to adjust your performance for Hallmark or Hammy's Tale or your CW show or what have you, and still have it grounded, truthful and real in whatever different universe it is. I find there's a lot, I'm sure you do too, I find there's a lot of kind of uh, challenges for actors, particularly with like Hallmark type or MOW type and CW type versus uh, like Handmaid's Tale. Like every actor would rather be in Handmaid's Tale or the gritty, gritty kind of just sit in it and be real. And then a lot of people will find challenges in that other stuff, but that other stuff is really, it's less, it's less kind of like artistically satisfying. It's or you more get to, one dimensional. Yeah. And then the challenge with that is, is, is as actors, you've, you have valued complex stories, multidimensional stories. And then, and then you underestimate how challenging it is to do those other, that other material. Well, what they lack in situational complexity, they have massively in technical complexity. 
knowing the timing, knowing the beats, knowing how to like create a rising and falling tension and a payoff and all that kind of stuff. So helping actors in a coaching to like find their way into that so that that's behind them so they can be their own unique version of the character. That's harder to do in so much television than the other side. So I, I spend a lot of time focusing on that with them. That's a really great point. Yeah. Cause I, I agree. I think everyone thinks, Oh, this is just kind of, they'll kind of shoot off, shoot it off. Like, Oh, this is just kind of fluffy. I have no problem. I can just jump into this, but you have to come in. And I think Judy, Judy Lee made a really great point about you have to have a story. You have to create the character. Even if you're coming in for one line, like what happened during the day, what happened before this interaction? And I think it's so important rather than just taking it as it is, create, make it more complex. Yeah. And then, and knowing how much or how little is appropriate for the given piece, because all of a sudden people could take it too far and like, well, you just say the darn line and, and move on through. Like <laughs> it's such a, it, it's, it's such a, a balance to confidently know. So um, yeah. And actors will get, if actors have ever gone in and got the, Hey, can you just pick up the page and throw it away? And then they're not able to, mm -hmm. that's because they haven't, they haven't worked through the technical complexity and earned the ability to do so. They can't barrel out the dialogue because they need the, the, the ability to stop and breathe and think about it. So they're never going to get it where it needs to be. And then they look like they're inexperienced, but really they just needed to run that section for 20 more minutes or something. You know, what? one of the most interesting things I've ever noticed when I've been in a taping room with actors, because yes, I've been taping since the VHS era. Yeah. <laughs> FedEx <laughs> arrives at five. got to have the tape in by this oh time. Oh my gosh. So goes, yeah. Editing yeah. on a VHS and rewinding and trying to find that perfect moment and then hit record to delete that scene and then take them back. Anyways, that's going back. But one thing I always remembered, which was such an interesting thing that is very important for an actor to practice is some actors will practice a scene standing, but will never practice it sitting. We'll never practice their eye line on the right instead of the left. And some actors get so in the zone of rehearsing that when they walk in a room and they've practiced it sitting and there's no chair, they actually will get stumped. Yeah. So you yeah. have to be okay. You have to be able to be malleable yeah. and be okay if the Raiders to the right, not to the left of the camera. Are you now standing instead of sitting like you practiced? Yeah. You know, you yeah. have to be adapt. Again, this word adapt, we keep talking. Yeah, adapt. And, and that's setting up, that's such, a, that's such a common thing. Actors get caught up in... They get, they get caught up in like the roadmap of their version of the of the scene and now they're there to pre present this pre-envisioned thing. And that's just not a performance that we're ever interested in. We're interested in, in something that's organic and real and spontaneous. And so the actor, you have to walk in flexibility, adaptability. You have to be thinking contextually and relationally, you know? So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where the person is. I know if the person that I'm working with is on camera, is on camera right, then when I, as I'm pointing to the wrong side of screen here with you, I don't know what camera is, <laughs> Zoom environment, but whatever. Imagine I know what I'm talking about. We will now they, talk about rights and lefts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's the thing I'd like to mention. There's a tip on that. Let me come back to it in a second. But um, uh, if I know that the person I'm talking with, I want to fall in love with me is on camera, is on camera right, and then camera left is the, is, you know, the person that they're dating right now and they switch your, it doesn't matter. It's just the relationships automatically drop and, and you move through it. Yeah. You know? Um, actors, I think out of nerves, out of like, uh, which is the major, major beast. And it's not your fault. Fight or flight is evoked. It's, it's, it's a deep thing when you go into the, into that room because of nerves, they'll tense up and they'll lock into it, you know, and you gotta be, you gotta flip that. You gotta be into the place where you can organically flow through it. But um, even scenes, as you know, mm -hmm. you could have three scenes and you think casting is going to win the direction of one, two, three. They might say, let's do three first. Yeah. So even when you're rehearsing, 
shake up those scenes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know them backwards and forwards, but still be authentic and be as natural as possible. So don't over-practice the point that, you know, it's redundant. There's a couple of things on that that actors should be thinking about. Um, one is like my one of my favorite things to do in terms of the tonal awareness thing is practice the show as if it's on AMC, then practice it as if it's on CW, CW and then practice yeah. it as if, as if it's on Hallmark. And if you can do all three, and what does that mean? It's ridiculous and fun sometimes when you play like some heavy, crazy thing, like it's a kid's comedy. It's hilarious, but it'll open up and you'll find there's elements of comedy in the in the in the drama and vice versa. And it, it really, really can free you from that being confined in a, in a lot. I love that. I want to see a sample of that. That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, I, it's going to be too little time. I would yeah. do that with friends if I was, if they were learning lines for an audition and I was just reading with them, I was like, okay, do it stone now. And it's yeah. like, okay, do it like uh, something happened. And, you know, I would try and give them different scenarios just to help even sometimes just to get the words into yeah. their body and remember them. And then again, you find really interesting, different complexities to it. Absolutely. And you, not only did you find that, and you will find that, there are, that you will end up in your final performance with elements of like all of the above in your final performance. You want to be thinking about it. You'll also be flexible when they're saying, oh, I know that the character seems like they're innocent, but they're actually guilty. Can you make that adjustment? What? Or then the director decides that they're liking you and they give you some, oh, but maybe I like you for that other role, but we can't read that right now. Like play it, play it like this and see what happens. And actors will so often be locked in because we're, we learn that like, you know, you got to, and I'm not disparaging this. It's absolutely correct. We learn that we have to um, dissect a scene and we learn that there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a certain structure to it and it's written and to honor the writing and so forth. That's absolutely correct. But that's not what we're doing in the audition room. In the audition room, we're working with the people who might hire us to test our, uh, uh, to test our uh, appropriateness for the role and our, our workability. So we got to walk in with that flexibility and all of that leads to that. Um, I was going to say pro tip for, I think actors who might be going into zoom callbacks specifically, I think we need to develop a common language to efficiently establish eye lines and proximity to the camera and so forth. Um, because it's going to be different. One of the things I've learned is it's different with every single setup when somebody walks in and it's frustrating when somebody logs in and you're like, okay, move your eye line over here. And they're like, wait, what? And they like move the camera or things like that. And it shouldn't be frustrating because that's exactly like being on set in video village calling in that I'm supposed to move my eye line over here or whatever. And, 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 and not adjusting, but again, learning curve. Actors, let's start doing this. Let's adapt the common language. Think in terms of, okay, clockwise or counterclockwise in terms of minutes. So I need you right now, my eyeline, I'm looking like 12 o'clock right now. I need you to look one minute counterclockwise or clockwise. Boom, there. Adjusting that and being able to engage in an efficient conversation with the people who are on the other side. Because remember, if you're doing your Zoom auditions, they're going to be going through a learning curve too. And it's going to be really challenging. And if you can like help things work really easily, it's it's going to make them want to work with you more because things run smooth. A hundred percent. We were talking to a couple of casting directors that were struggling, not with the lack of work. Now there's so much work mm-hmm. that if people aren't getting their tapes in time, I guess agents were calling, trying to push deadlines. You know, everything is urgent right now. There is no time. Yeah. So we need to help them because like you said, they are learning. I know Casting Workbooks just launched a new platform. I see that Breakdown Services is launching a platform. So it's not just going to be Zooms. It's going to be on our systems where we submit the clients, which makes sense. It's an organic thing for them to come up with these systems. But like you said, we're all learning these systems. So we all have to be on time. We have to know what we're doing. We have to be ready. <laughs> so <Yeah>. be ready. <laughs> I have re- 
reached out to a few of my casting director friends and said, Hey, I've done like 50 at the time, 1500 plus. If you want to help in figuring this stuff and reach out to me. So just an open call of anybody, honestly, anybody, <laughs> I mean it, anybody in the industry who hears this and wants like minor tips, if they're like freaked out about technology, drop me an email and I'll happily, happily walk you through a couple of things. Cause like I, we need to use this and like our industry needs us to be good at using this. It's in all of our interests, you know? You need to create the self taping awareness whatever zoom and we will send every client that we know yeah, that it's coming it, it's coming for sure in my spare time I mean, like, yeah there is none there is none yeah no but it is coming i could see the needs for those things and those those coming along yeah i'm sure the demand has shifted obviously with the current times but is there a course or um training that you find is most valuable for actors I mean, it's, it depends on what they're working on. Um, so if I'm working on actors who are like, you mean specifically within JBA, obviously, obviously, right? Um, sure. <laughs> uh, it, it so depends on what they're working on. If they're looking to just get into the, into the like, hey, I got to get in the rhythm of, of making auditions work on Zoom and get some feedback, then that's the um, connected and sharp stuff. That's, it's like a hundred bucks a month and you get three auditions a week and, and uh, you know, the 20 minutes callback each time. And it's, it's mimicking that real life thing. It will get, it will test all of your, um, all of your stuff from, from, from interacting effectively with your agent to making it work on camera and why. If you want to see more of those done ASAP. Yeah. 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 And if you want to spend more time just kind of getting into getting into tone, then my, like my week, I do still have my weekly classes, my advanced on camera classes where we go, we're working. I I've seen some breakdowns, some coaching requests come in for the good doctor recently. I don't have word that it's on air, but so we're studying that. Um, They're doing uh, new series regulars. Yeah. Are they? There you go. Just so you're aware and actors can hear this now, a lot of the shows are starting to fly in their leads because we have been deemed essential to fly in actors that are on shows that are continuing in BC. So Riverdale has been flown in. I hear the good doctors next to be flown in. I heard there's a bunch, I think Sabrina's already been flown in. So just so we know, these are now, these actors are supposed to be sequestered in their hotels, ready to film. So we are moving full speed ahead and that's why we have to be ready. That's fantastic. I I love that you're an actor and coach. How, (laughs) how do you feel you know, playing those two or ha- wearing those two hats. I'm just curious. Uh, I feel great. Like it's, it's uh, one feeds the soul, one, one feeds, feeds the creative drive. Well, they're both, you know, I, I would say that the most learning I've ever done as an actor has been since I started teaching, which is now 12 years or I've lost count. It's been a long time now. The actor and being a coach, I would say that I would say that most of my learning as of an actor, as an actor has been, has happened since I've become a teacher. I've spent more time teaching acting than I spent learning acting, I guess, at this point, if you, in terms of being a student, like I've spent 12 or 13 years teaching it. And, you know, that was after I had been studying it for eight years or something. So, but I guess you never stop studying it. Uh, so I feel it's, it's just, I, I think that as a teacher, initially, most will go through a little bit of an imposter syndrome. I used to experience that when I'd be, um, asked to work with an actor who had an IMDB who was much bigger than mine. And it took a while for me to learn through them reflecting back my value to them, to actors who are series regulars or what have you, that like, oh, I really do have this like value to them. And and so that's a, that's kind of a hard earned perspective. You can, I'm well past it now. I'm very confident in 
in my value as a coach, it's reflected back to me constantly. I'm well aware of how, how I interact with people, but um, I think it's just a total blessing. I feel like one of the most lucky people around. I get to stay constantly immersed and constantly working within our industry. Um, I find I'm constantly on and ready to go in terms of my um, in terms of my actor muscle and actor engine, it's easy for me to, um, to get into character and, and get working. So it's it just, it's absolutely wonderful. It's like, I'm living the dream. It's great. You have a really incredible team at uh, Jeff Beach and Associates. Thank you. Is there any yeah. kind of criteria or attributes that you look for in coaches that you bring onto your team? awesomeness <laughs> no but it really does and it's, yeah no but it starts with it's it just really does start with a sense of um there's a common kind of outlook of kind of respect of positivity of uh innovation of um of street cred of having having booked or being working actor yourself and so forth and if they're not then what happens is is i have people who kind of come in junior i'm like you're probably going to be a really good coach one day you don't have the experience yet so they become like readers in class and they start to help with self-tapes whether they're not coaching yet and it kind of it kind of builds out and over the years i've been majoritively correct about that some people have moved on or what have you but like that common uh, that common perspective of we all see what's possible. We're all grinding it out. We're all in it together and we're all positively reinforcing, um, from our own unique points of view. You know, you may ask two different, three different coaches for their answer to the same question and you may get a different answer. And then there've been times when I've been asked as a teacher, what's the JBA policy on that? And I'm like, the answer is we're all right because I'm speaking truthfully from my perspective and this person's from theirs. And the point is you need to distill what works best for you from the various advice that's out there. And this is advice to any actor. Like don't take what I say or any other teacher says as kind of like the final word. It's just, it's, it's just something for you to consider while you find your final word. Like really it's nobody can tell you the right way to do it. You have to find your way to do it. And I think that's the thing that we probably share the most with what I do as a teacher and what I do with my innovation in terms of supporting the, the market, like in terms of supporting the industry, in terms of doing what I can to be an example of, you know, what's possible. So do you want to just give us a couple last tips before we sign off? It's been awesome to have you with us, yeah. Jeff. Like just give us like three nuggets that you can give to actors right now, like just Three summarize because you you had some amazing points. I'm just thinking like get self tape ready. Yeah, yeah. I mean, be ready for the look. The game is changing. And br- <laughs> yeah, yeah. The game is changing. It's confusing shitstorm for everybody right now. Get educated and embrace the fact that you have new skill. You're going to require new skills to be successful, and recognize it's going to be tremendously valuable for you to do so. That means new way of doing your work remotely and self-taping at home. That means it means helping your agents through the craziness of, of dealing with uh, being, being on time with the material and following the instructions. It means ready to interact in a positive way as everybody's moving forward, be part of the solution and on all counts and like be, and be good to yourself. It'll be okay. And kind. Yeah. There you go. I have one more question, Jeb, for you. Go for it. You have a great, um, you have a very extensive experience as an actor and as a, as a coach. What type of course would you like to take for yourself to immerse yourself in? The course <laughs> that I would like to take, I think would be, it just honestly would be something like 
outdoors and reconnecting with like, like, <laughs> like survival skills with my boys on camping or something right now, like just to, just to, to breathe from it all. Cause as much as like, for me, I've, I've worked 90 odd days straight since this is, uh, this is, uh, come down and then to find a little breathing room for yourself. So the course is making time for oneself because I'm a very much, uh, I got to take my own advice sometimes a little bit. Yes, you do. Very good. I, I just noticed my email. I have, self tape. I, I have a self tape due on uh, my on uh, Friday from my agent. <laughs> <laughs> can you see if Look I can get that. in? On, I'll probably be Saturday. Is that okay? Oh right, <laughs> get it in on time. 